This is No Starving Artist Podcast. You deserve a successful creative life. I'm Anissa Benitez, a marketing expert at top companies and creative journeyer. I'm here to support your creative wellness, financially, mentally, and spiritually. Share with me your questions and I'll share perspective. Hey everyone, welcome back to the podcast. Today's episode is focused on five tips to manage online haters or hate. It's an important episode given the times there's obviously a lot of uprising with Black Lives Matters and maybe you're experiencing online hate, racism, anything, or just in general to be a successful person, you're going to experience hate. Because if you're creating things that are actually interesting, actually powerful, actually resonate with people deeply, then there's people that it's not going to resonate with deeply because it's interesting, it's attracting attention. And with that attention comes people who want to slam you inevitably and it's not necessarily a reflection on you. And so how can you not take that in? Because the successful people are the ones who learn to manage Um, and move forward despite that. So the segments for this podcast episode are one, more context on the need for this topic right now. Two, the five tips to actually manage online hate specifically. And then we'll end with our culture rec. As always, please share this podcast on social, tell a friend, rate and review wherever you're listening. I can be reached at hello at morebyher.com to share your creative journey on this podcast, to share or reflect on any questions that you're experiencing, any things that are arising on your end. Um, And if you have questions around what you can share about more specifically, also feel free to reach out to me to inquire on that. I'm available for a number of things, paid marketing consulting, and otherwise, yeah, I'm just grateful to have you as a listener. So in last episode, we talked about personal boundaries and releasing the ego. If you haven't listened to Feeling Fulfilled and Making Positive Impact, episode 27, then I highly recommend going back and revisiting that. What is not easy to admit and what I don't want to deter you all from is the fact that once you start creating things that are shared publicly and you feel maybe proud about and you think it's interesting, the amount of backlash will only continue to grow as your success and popularity grows. And I think it's important to address that because of the nature of online promotion. And it's so valuable and it's important to put out your work and it's important to share your message and to share it proudly. I've been kind of going down this avenue of examining a whole bunch of actors work and I'm like why aren't they sharing themselves online this is so weird and I know it's because it's so vulnerable it's really vulnerable to put yourselves out there and beyond that going back to the intimacy piece it's really helpful to understand what your personal boundaries are what you want to be sharing online and what you do not so the purpose of me creating this podcast episode specifically is to help you understand what your personal boundaries are so that you have an understanding of what is hate versus what is criticism versus what is helpful feedback etc um that said you know absolutely nobody should tolerate abuse online um i think 
there is still learning to be taken from people who do have commentary and maybe it's shared with a whole bunch of heavy fuel of judgment or shame etc but if there's a seed of wisdom in there that can be actually very helpful however you might be a person who just wants to block it all out and that is your choice this episode is truly about the importance of addressing online hate because it's an inevitability and your mental health should be taken into account and one of the best ways to do that is actually taking preventative action so by listening to this podcast episode you are equipping yourself with tools to be in the mindset to better manage the incoming flow of hate if you do interesting things etc um and if you don't receive a lot of hate that's awesome i would love for more successful people to breeze through the world without receiving as much backlash as they do that sounds like goals and a world I'd love to see. Until then, let's see how we can cope with our current landscape. So as I take us through the five tips for managing online haters, I'll also be integrating reflection questions within this so that you can reflect and see what applies to you, what doesn't apply to you. You are truly the expert on you. And based on the work, what you're sharing with the world, what you're hoping to share with the world, you can kind of evaluate if these make sense versus maybe they don't. So number one tip for actually managing online haters is to make and maintain personal boundaries. So the big thing to reflect on is what are your personal boundaries? What are some of the areas of your life you want to maintain privacy around? Maybe that's privacy around who your friends are, who your family is, who you're romantically involved with, your geographics, where you actually live really deeply, um, your daily routines. You know, there's a lot of opportunity to do live action like live capturing of your life but does that make sense does it make you feel safe maybe you have a day job and it's not aligned with your personal brand personal brand or work do you want to show that does that something you want to be in focus obviously you want to keep in mind stalkers and hackers so on google maps it's really easy to see geographically where where people are if you can just see an inkling of their like front of building or front of house, et cetera. And so thinking about those things from a privacy perspective is also quite important. An easy trick is to ask yourself too if things you're sharing are on brand or off brand. And I think for myself that I tend to ask myself if somebody asks me questions about this, is this something I want to respond to? For instance, if I'm eating a delicious meal, which occurs fairly frequently, and I just want to take a picture of it and share it, um, do I want to answer questions about that food pick? And the answer to that is usually no, because one, I don't have a recipe for this concoction I've just made it's not actually helpful to the people who are watching though I feel very proud about it I enjoyed eating it it's not really useful nor is it on brand for me personally and so I kind of go through this filtering system of 
thinking, is this a topic that I want to continue to highlight in the future? If not, I'm not going to share it online as much because I really do want to provide value back to people or I want to entertain people or just highlight things that I care to shed light on continually. So that number one is make and maintain your personal boundaries from a safety perspective, from a personal privacy perspective. What are your bounds? What actually makes you feel okay with sharing online? Number two, do not entertain abuse of any kind. So abuse comes in so many forms. You might receive death threats, rape threats, anything. Anything that makes you feel unsafe is an obvious no, and I consider that blocking, a reason to block someone completely, not respond, not entertain, not to shed light, not even question it, just done. But even at a mid-level, you might find that you don't want to entertain questions, commentary from haters. So a mid-level to me might be anything that's name-calling, anyone that's cursing at you. Um, but you have to understand for yourself what you consider abuse. Everyone's threshold might feel a little bit different. There are some very obvious ones, but at the mid-level tier... You might have certain sensitivities depending on the context of your relationship with that person. There are people who send me stuff and they feel more personally close to me because I you know, grew up with them or I know them through a friend, etc. And so the way that I respond to them is maybe in a way I respond to them at all because they're not a complete stranger, etc. So taking those things into account... But definitely evaluating what is your threshold for that mid-level kind of amount of engagement. I will be transparent with you that I have blocked people personally for flirtation. Um, And I don't like feeling uncomfortable or belittled by anybody online. So if it leaves a lingering feeling with you, then that's a distraction. So think about that. Have you ever received anything that's truly leaving like a unsettling lingering feeling with you and if that's the case if you suss out and you're intuitive around this thing not sitting right with you that's a reason to block somebody that's a reason to take them away from being able to access you why because your energy and your sense of self is so precious when I go online I have to conserve energy so that I can actually promote my work and uplift others A lot of celebrities, highly successful people, famous people, even not so famous people have a lot of social media managers and teams that manage their accounts and that's hugely because of mental health. It's hugely because of time and limited energy. If our energy is going so much towards all of these areas that don't feed us, then what does that lead to? Us being drained, us not feeling good in ourselves and so self-care is self-preservation. Examine if you have quirks too if there's things that you have a low tolerance for and what they are, and embrace it. You should feel good and you should position yourself to feel like you can continually share what you want to share and not feel threatened. Three, differentiate hate from criticism and feedback. This line can be blurry because I think for a lot of people, they send comments in a very reactive state not caring much empathy for you or compassion for you and that may come across in their tone and 
might come across in the way that they share judgment towards you. Have you ever experienced this and how did it sit with you? If it sits with you for a bit, um, then there might be a little nugget of wisdom in what they're saying. But if something, someone is wishing you pain or suffering, then that's not valuable. If somebody wants to just try to embarrass you, but is sharing something that has a level of truth in it, maybe it's worth sitting down and processing. Here are ways that you can kind of acknowledge if something has negative wisdom in it. Well, first, is there anything that you can agree with in the statement? Do you understand where they're coming from? If not, maybe it's worth following up and asking for further perspective, for further clarity on their point of view. If there's nothing there and it's truly just criticism, you have the option to kill it with kindness, to really end statements and be like, no thanks, that's not how I meant to be received. Appreciate your thoughts, take care. Any way that you can end the conversation and end it as the bigger person. It feels so much better to be the bigger person and not to subvert to disrespect, even when you feel disrespected. So what has been a time for you where you've been proud of the way that you've managed hate online or criticism online or judgment online? Can you look back on that and reflect on what you did well and what you didn't do well? You can also just not engage. It's truly your call. There is going to be feedback that is valuable from people who might come across first as critics And those people can sometimes be your biggest advocates in the future, your biggest fans. And so know that oftentimes the person on the other side is reacting. They're not responding. And they're reacting to their perception of your work, their perception of you. You know you. As some of you know, I founded More By Her, a platform to dismantle the starving artist stigma. Each week, we share a new story of creative women shaping culture on Wednesdays, Wisdom Drop Wednesdays, for those who identify as women, non-binary, she, her, they, them, thriving artists who are willing to give transparency on their creative journey and how they do it. Follow us at morebyher.com or on Instagram at more underscore by underscore her. So now number four of how to manage online haters is to be personal and don't think, don't take things to heart, which is obviously easier said than done. How do you be personal? When have been times that you have shown your humanity Well, we show that we're human by acknowledging that we feel. That can mean saying, hey, those words were hurtful. Those words were unkind. Your tone of voice in that statement lacked respect. Stay conscious of not making the person think that their actions are who they are. So I think it's really easy for people to not listen when you say you're disrespectful, you're 
unkind, you're judgmental, you're XYZ versus the words that you shared contained a lack of disrespect, lack of respect for me. They contained a lack of empathy for me. Um, and just calling those out pretty explicitly, I find to be pretty helpful in getting people to be conscious of how they are not their words, but how they might be intentionally being malicious towards you, another human being. It also helps to help end the cycle of people acting um, that way online and understanding that our online stuff is just a perception, educating them on that. So when it comes to don't take it to heart, really it comes down to grounding in ourselves. So who are you to you? Because what you might share online, all of the work you might create might be a reflection of you, but it's not really all of you. So what others perceive, perceive of you is what they'll know. And online especially, people's perceptions of you can be really distant from who you are. People develop personal brands, artists develop facades to protect themselves almost as a shield so that whenever they receive a lot of incoming hate, etc., it doesn't bounce off them. It bounces off some figurative thing, form of art, brand, identity that they've developed. And that helps shake it off. But how do you shake off hate? What are your best go-tos, even in person, when somebody says something to you that doesn't sit well? What do you do to clear your mind? What helps you take pause after something doesn't sit right with you? For everyone, their actions are going to be different. And I like not responding to things immediately that I find to be not rooted in love, not rooted in compassion for me. I have a Scorpio moon and I'm very fiery inside. Even if I come across as calm, I can feel blazing fire within me. And so I have to take a step back and manage my anger and take a few breaths. Sometimes not even taking the time to respond makes sense. Another method that I do is actually going to the profile of the person who shared something with me and trying to better understand where they're coming from and building a sense of deeper empathy for them. Because if I care about them, then I care to respond to them in kindness. If I see them as a literally an online hater, then I won't respond in kindness. It's also worth me calling out that there are accounts, spam accounts, bot accounts that are really just regularly just sharing hate. And I don't know if there's any human being behind them. I don't know how they were created, but maybe for the purposes of silencing people who are making magic happen and you're, you're not, yeah, you're not, it's not a personal attack. It's really, and there's a silencing strategy if you think about it. So when you see someone as a brand or a profile or anything but another human being who can be walked over, then they are treated less kindly. And so letting people see your vulnerability, I think, is actually not for the purposes of being just strategic, but for setting an example so that that person knows that their actions result in hurt 
or their actions result in you not shining as brightly as you want to and not showing up or feeling turned off. So stop. So, you know, ultimately every situation is really different. Understanding ourselves, getting grounded in ourselves helps hugely. So that number four, just to recap, was be personal and don't take all things to heart. Number five is get better. Get better because, abuse aside, assume that you're receiving feedback and it's worth you putting some of that feedback to use. So what was shared with you from somebody online that you didn't like? Ask yourself, is there truth in their statement? Is there something I can learn from what this person is sharing? Or even, can I empathize from their perspective? Do I see how I can improve from this comment at all? Some people even take the step of writing down commentary from things that people have shared to them that have felt judgy or hatey, etc. Because it's a mental note. It's a mental note because if it's a reoccurring theme, then it's something to reflect on. We definitely want to have a level of awareness as to what we're putting out into the world. If it's resonating, if it's not resonating, that's the purpose of understanding and putting ourselves in a marketer mindset is we can share things that we really, we really feel understood by, but understanding if the majority of people see it that way too can be helpful. So really just evaluating and sifting through all the critique, all the criticism, et cetera, and getting down to the distilled portion of that and seeing if there's a, a teeny little nugget of wisdom there. So our culture rec is basically a bonus tip on how to manage online haters. What's really helpful for me is getting perspective from successful people who have been enduring hate and thriving despite, who have been receiving backlash, critique, etc. Like, I, I don't know any successful person who hasn't, but has moved past it and continues to thrive. So I found a great article that was published on businessgrow.com. And the title of the article is Tearing Down the House, How to Manage Social Media Haters. And in this new era, a lot of the hatred and stuff that we receive does come from social media, to be honest. Your life isn't defined by hate, but how you manage hate. That might be with love, that might be with compassion, that might be with empathy, that might be with silencing. But they don't run you. You are the decider of how you operate and move things forward and see your vision come through so I find keeping hate in perspective it's helpful actually maybe that means taking a stand advocating for your truth you know taking a step back what I liked about this article in particular is they take actual quotes from successful people in a number of different industries authors bloggers actresses executive speakers so tina fey says she's the actress writer producer tina fey is an amazing comedian etc she says if you ever start to feel good about yourself they have this thing called the internet you can find a lot of people there who don't like you i'd like to address some of them now 
Babson lacrosse, you can suck it. Diane Fran, you can suck it. Cougar Letter, you can really suck it because you've been after me all year. And to my husband, Jeff, I love you. Thank you. And this was part of her Golden Globes acceptance speech. Obviously, she's feeling the attack online, but she doesn't let it suck her down. She continues to thrive and move above it. Tim Ferriss, who is big personal development, self-help junkie dude and author and speaker and very big motivator, says, focus on impact, not approval. If you believe you can change the world, which I hope you do, do what you believe is right and expect resistance and expect attackers. And I think that that's a helpful mind frame to be in because if you have a vision for the future that is greater than what people can see all along the steps, then that's fine. That's fine. Um, Make sure that you continue to focus on the impact and not on seeking approval externally from others. And this last quote is from Gary Vaynerchuk, who is very much a marketer, known in the marketing world, known as an angel investor for a whole bunch of big tech companies, known as an author, speaker, and media personality. He says, the only move is to be the bigger person. When people say, Gary, you're full of shit, I jump in and say, explain to me why. What can I do? The moment you acknowledge somebody else's point of view, you already have made a conversation more positive for you. Haters, a lot of the times, just want to be recognized. Oh, 20 to 30 of my biggest fans started off as haters. What happens is they gain a lot of respect for your willingness to hear them out. All of those are very different. Um, Tina Fey is obviously on the side of silence. Self-preservation, because that's what allows her her strength and keeps her going. Tim Ferriss is focused on the vision, the impact. What is the vision that you want to share with the world? How do you continue to move towards that? And Gary is more on the challenger side. He really likes to entertain himself maybe and actually convert more people to have more empathy by having direct contact with them. So tying back to the last episode focusing on how we can have more fulfilling careers and make positive impact, understanding our personal boundaries, understanding the level of intimacy that we feel comfortable with is really important because having that one-on-one exchange might take everything out of you. Having more of a distance might be really healthy for you. Truly understanding that is helpful and understanding how you can engage with people who clearly want to say something towards you. I have to end on the full poem by Maya Angelou, Still I Rise, because I think it's really important, especially for people of color, especially for my artists, activists, to remember the artists and the creative people who came before us. And Maya Angelou put this to words in a very powerful way. You may write me down in history with your bitter, twisted lies. You may tread me in the very dirt, but still, like dust, I rise. Does my sassiness upset you? Why are you behest with gloom? Cause I walk like I've got oil wells pumping in my living room. Just like moons and like suns, with the certainty of tides, just like hopes springing high, still I'll rise. Did you want to see me broken? Bowed head and lowered eyes. 
shoulders falling down like teardrops, weakened by my soulful cries. Does my haughtiness offend you? Don't you take it awful hard? Cause I laugh like I've got gold mines digging in my own backyard. You may shoot me with your words, you may cut me with your eyes, you may kill me with your hatefulness, but still, like air, I'll rise. Does my sexiness upset you? Does it come as a surprise that I dance like I've got diamonds at the meeting of my thighs? Out of the huts of history, shame, I rise. Up from the past that's rooted in pain, I rise. I'm a black ocean, leaping and wide, Welling and swelling, I bear in the tide. Leaving behind nights of terror and fear, I rise. Into a daybreak that's wondrously clear, I rise. Bringing the gifts that my ancestors gave, I am the dream and the hope of the slave. I rise, I rise, I rise. My Angelou game changer still i rise you can watch a youtube video of her sharing this on stage and it is powerful you rise i hope that you rise to the occasions you rise to share your work with the world thank you so much for listening to this podcast episode i'm so grateful to be on this creative journey with you please share your questions share your creative journey updates with me to be shared on the podcast always you as anonymous my email is hello at more by her com. Please leave a review, tell a friend, share on social. I can be found at Anisa Benitez on Instagram. Follow the wisdom of many thriving creative women and non-binary people at morebyher.com. You are no starving artist. You are a person who's capable of understanding the hate, seeing through it, moving past it. Grateful to be learning and growing with you. I appreciate you.